Oh, hello. We wanted to take a minute to introduce you to a new podcast we are loving at the moment here on Like-Minded Friends. Now, at this time, I think that we need community and connection more than ever. Words and stories that bind us, not divide us. And that is why we are loving anthems. Now, it's a podcast of original manifestos, speeches, stories and poems from some of the country's biggest activists, artists and personalities, contemplating what it means to be human. Yes, and season two has just launched with 30 podcasts over 30 days in daily mini episodes, only very short, from exclusively LGBTQI plus contributors, including Lottie Jeffs, Raven Smith, Shara Lise and Ben Hunt. Now, we are both really enjoying this and we think that you might too. So search Anthems wherever you get your podcasts. This is Anthems. Hello, my name is Lottie Jeffs. I'm the author of How to Be a Gentlewoman, The Art of Soft Power in Hard Times. And I'm a journalist, writing features and interviews for the UK press. I used to be the deputy editor of Elle magazine, and I currently work for the creative agency Portus. I'm also working on my first novel. Your word of the day is wild. What was that gift we gave each other when our eyes met? The possibility of sex, yes, but something else. Validation. To desire and be desired in return. To say she when it was a story. To say her hot breath on my neck, her hands, her house. Maybe we'd slam into the ladies together, ladies together, ladies, not quite. Or we'd come up out of the club for air, finding some doorway in Soho Square. Hey mum, staying at a friend's, back in the morning, kiss. I'd feel the night inside me then, reckless moonlight, thrilling pinpricks of stars. I was 18 and had just started a foundation course at Camberwell College of Art. I'd always been so good, a straight A's gay, home by 11, nice to my parents, great with kids, no tattoos or piercings, a few misguided hairdos, once a sort of bright orange, once streaks of blue. I looked like a cockatoo. I'd signed up to be a Tony and Guy model, thinking it sounded glamorous. Turns out I was a guinea pig for the first-year hairdressing students to experiment on. My point is, I never caused anyone trouble. Because I was queer, I had something to prove. I might have been different, but I was better. And as long as I was better, I could be different. I had ambition and potential, but I also had secrets. Locked away like a teenage diary with a flimsy padlock and a little metal key was something wild that I needed to set free. A subtle beast made from every suppressed emotion, all the unrequited love, each non-sequitur of lust. The times I didn't get angry, go out or get high like my friends, but studied and plotted my future success as if it were a game of sims. This thing had grown wings. They beat violently. At art school, I let it out. There was no big drama. I didn't come off the rails or anything. What wild looked like for me was quite tame by others' standards. But one woman's Tiger King is another's Tigger. And anyway, what I'm talking about is something deeper than how much tequila I did or didn't drink in the VIP booth at Freedom. I started kissing strangers on dance floors circa Madonna, Ray of Light, and I feel, and I feel, and I feel like I just got home, and I feel that rush, 
Once, I passed as a boy in a dark room in Dusseldorf. Someone reached for me and I touched leather, sweat, a hairy chest. I felt the light greys of his stubble on my face. I didn't not like it, but I ran, stumbling through the pitch-black maze, tracing the clammy walls with my hands. It was fun being hard to place. In that liminal space between genders, my sense of self shifting and taking new shapes, each time I put my travel card through the gates at Leicester Square, each time I took that long escalator up into the late evening light, the next six, seven, eight hours stretched coquettishly before me. I remember being the hottest girl in a gay bar. Maybe I was just the youngest, but let me have it anyway. I remember half smiles, free drinks, that thing when girls push their leg between your legs when you dance, that thing when you bite your lip, that thing when someone says their friend over there thinks you're fit. I remember closing my eyes and wondering if this was as good as life got. Today I'm sitting on a shocking pink sun lounger in my garden. We just had the lawn astroturfed, so it's the most perfect ersatz green. It's funny how when you're married, we just slips off the tongue. We had a big destination wedding abroad. The catering company hung a Mrs and Mrs sign on the back of our chairs for the lunch, like it wasn't even a thing. We. We have a house, we go on nice holidays, we say things like, we must have Ben and Jemima over for dinner, shall we make that fatouche? Our two-year-old daughter sits at my feet playing with a tea set. She pours water from one cup to the other. Making mama a coffee, she says, over and over again. Oh, lovely, I say, as she carefully hands it to me for a sip. Delicious. And mummy, cup of tea. She hands a tiny teacup to my wife, who is busy watering the plants. Thank you, sweetie, my wife says. This is the life I longed for. This is the life I thought if I worked hard enough, if I was good enough, I deserved. But what got me here wasn't exactly the easy read I'd planned. I ended up giving a decade to the wrong person. She should have been a fun footnote, not a whole miserable chapter, but I was young, until suddenly I wasn't. And I guess that relationship taught me a lot, like what love is not. So when I met my wife, I knew, I just knew this was it, by how spectacularly different it felt. What happens to the wild thing in all of us? Where does it go once we, quote-unquote, settle down? Can I expect to hear it retching and whining, banging its head against the bars when I'm 45 and have a cringy midlife crisis? Will I take it on a leash I bought in Clone Zone down Old Compton Street for jelly shots at G.A.Y.? No, not me. Insert relieved emoji. Those few years of nihilism, tribalism, hedonism gave form to my adult self, But looking back, you know, I wonder if the real beast when I was younger was always my hunger to please. I felt I owed society something. I was in moral deficit for not being straight. So going all in like I did at 18, living the queer London scene, losing myself and my keys, was necessary, if you know what I mean. And once I realised that not being straight was fucking great, and I was lucky to have this community, that's when I could really be free. See, what was wildly untamed is now part of me. What was wildly unknowable is known by me. And sitting here in my garden, with my little family of three, I feel wildly, wildly happy. 
wild, adjective. Living or growing in its natural state, uncontrolled or extreme, in a state of intense excitement, characterized by a lack of social or moral restraint, unbridled in pursuing pleasure. <laughs>